You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. Hiya. You're right. You're right, babes. Eh, <laughs> a little bit of the pretty Polly wearing the brown. <laughs> Stop <laughs> mentioning pretty, pretty Polly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> warning already, you're going to be getting a lot of Scouse accents. Yeah, there's going to be episode. a lot of a lot of attempts at Scouse accents from the two mm. of us. <laughs> I've been struggling doing mine, despite having watched all three episodes of this Colin Rooney documentary. It's been a struggle. How are you? What's going on? I am good. What can I say? I've been to the gym today. Well <laughs> I've had some lunch. Uh, no, uh, I spent most of yesterday uh, laying under a duvet on the couch, recovering from Halloween. I listened to nearly like a third. I finished the Britney Spears audiobook. Essentially, I started it laying under a duvet on my couch, staring into space, and then finished it at 2 a.m. in the dark, literally just mm. with my eyes open, looking at the ceiling, listening to Michelle Williams what your do fa- Britney's. What your favorite bits? Um, I was saying to you earlier, I found it fascinating and awful to hear about the conservatorship as a full timeline and a chunk. Um, so that was kind of what kept me up until two last night listening to that. But mostly I really enjoyed just little bits and pieces, like just like her talking about how she loved recording Hot as Ice on the Blackout album. or A song that you've always enjoyed. <laughs> and you were saying she's, she says that she sounds very different in that yeah. song. She does. She's really... Yeah, that's, that's literally what she said. She, she went in and she like pushed herself and never heard her voice like so high and so strange. Yeah. And yeah, just mostly my all of the discussion about Blackout was my favorite part because it is, you know, she says that herself, she's like, it's kind of my favorite. And most fans come up to me and tell me about how Blackout is their, their favorite album. What did she blind. mention about the other, any, I know, I know she actually doesn't talk about her career in many ways. No, the most, the most I'll albums that got it. discussed were that uh, with blackout and glory because mm-hmm. she really loved glory you could tell as well with glory yeah and those are two great albums yeah then what's that song on glory where she also sounds really different oh gosh that one oh yeah what you say yeah oh run it to the left run it to the right <laughs> yes private show private show Put on a private show i yeah. hate that song <laughs> yeah no she that i felt like she that was the most I got to hear, we got to hear about, like, she talked about actual tracks as well, like... So she talked about Private Show? No, she talked about Make Me, and she talked about the Slumber Party music video, because that's where she met her oh, yeah. most recent ex. So it was just like, I was like, ooh! When she said Slumber Party, I kind of literally went, like, ooh! Like a little electric shark. Like a little clawfoot oh, bath. No. <laughs> the clawfoot bath with bubbles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> clawfoot bath. We always, you and I... You, and I <laughs> you were the one who's obsessed with the cl- filling up the clawfoot bath with bubbles. I just... I love clunky lyrics. I love clawfoot bath. You know, I love in Not Such an Innocent Girl. Don't wrap me up in cotton wool. <laughs> Don't wrap me up in, in cotton wool. I love clunky lyrics. They're really good. Friday night went out for Halloween. What did you go as? <laughs> I went as a uh, generic sports gay porn coach. 
You want a comic? It was a strong looking idea. Thank you. It was all based on my mustache. I worked backwards yeah. from the mustache. It that and vanity from work, working out. Work with what you've got. <laughs> yeah. We went to a warehouse party that was run by. It was being thrown by Bears in Space and Horse Meat Disco, mm-hmm. which kind of have like a slightly east side alternative reputation. My thoughts when we arrived were, oh, we've entered like a cliche. <laughs> it was very Los Angeles gay cliche. I felt like we were at kind of like WeHo Pride. Yeah, but I would say every gay was there. Yes, it's true. That's how I describe I it. Feel like so it was all just, genres. This costume wise, we were looking at some real, I, I felt like, I, I think I said this to you at one point. I was like, I thought that I had pushed the envelope of being like, basic and slutty yeah. with my outfit and I was like oh I almost feel like a bit embarrassed like I'm gonna stand out and everyone else is gonna be in something kind of cool no it was it was the most basic lineup of, of costumes I've ever seen my favorite moment was when we first arrived because I had a whistle because I was a, a coach and um, when that person in a Harry Potter costume came past and I just blew my whistle and I just was I just was going Harry Potter costume Harry Potter costume and oh. these other people near us thought it was funny was it a sexy Harry, Harry Potter yeah of, of course. course it was oh, yeah of course it was it was, yeah, not good. Yeah. <laughs> I was murder cleanup person. <laughs> I thought simple but effective outfit. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good, I yes. Really, I really had to dry that uh, paint shortly before <laughs> coming over to yours with a hairdryer. Yeah. <laughs> when you first arrived, you were saying, I can't sit down. No, not going to sit down. <laughs> but yeah, I my mostly my favorite part of this weekend was yesterday. I did, I did make quite a big statement to everyone that we know saying, Regardless of how I feel after Halloween on Friday, I'm not seeing a living soul on Saturday and I will be alone. Our friend Teddy described it as like like getting in one of those Batman cars and all the shutters going, dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> I like fully put like armor around myself. I had the best day. I watched Great British Bake Off. I watched a terrible uh, horror movie. You know, I listened to the Britney audio book. I stared into space. Oh, it was delicious. Well, I can't stop watching Emma Cruz's. Oh, Emma Cruz's. We love her. She's perfect for a hangover. So just to explain to the audience, Emma Cruz's, that is the full name of someone's YouTube account. And Emma, she doesn't cruise like a gay man. She cruises (laughs) on ships. I took a cruise on the last remaining ocean liner in the world, and I stayed in the cheapest cabin on board the entire ship. Uh, She very much does straight cruises. She does straight cruises, (laughs) and she goes through every detail. And the videos are so boring, but so well produced. Yeah, really, it's comprehensive. Oh, so so comprehensive. So relaxing. So many messages, so many messages, so many comments about whether there's a kettle in the room or not yeah. she gives you a britishism of the week yeah which is always like knackered knackered is blah blah <laughs> blah 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 um it's very relaxing i would love her to do an atlantis gay cruise yeah we should try and we should try and do a collab with her where we uh, force her she i think she'd die <laughs> <laughs> i think she would die of shock well her big things are she doesn't like getting up early so that's good for a gay cruise <laughs> And she doesn't like crowded spaces. Oh, that's not good for a gay cruise. And what else? There's something else. She's vegetarian. That could work. That's fine. Yeah. Lots of finicky gays like me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Well, this is us extending an invitation to Emma Cruz's to do Atlantis cruise with us. I love that because her videos are often at the beginning. It's like, I recently disembarked from a river cruise in Germany. Lots of people told me I'd be the youngest person on ship and I didn't know if I was going to fit in with the crowd. I'd love her to do some sort of, you know. The idea of her talking, because she often, if she does like a fancy cruise, she or there's like 
dinner with the cat at the captain's table she's always a bit like oh i'm never quite sure what to wear like, yeah i would love to have for her to break down here's what i packed to go on the atlantis <laughs> gay cruise with ben and fraser she's like i thought this, this vest top and shorts would be appropriate but it turns out <laughs> my britishism of the week is wank <laughs> yeah completely wank like... <laughs> oh well i'm very excited about that future episode she's like my word of the week is glory hole <laughs> <laughs> so as you have probably been noticing on the You're Welcome America feed, we've been recapping Druck, Drag Race UK Season 5. Druck 5. Druck 5, you get an episode of that every week. We're still continuing with Amazon Prime, as in you are Prime. <laughs> uh, this is a you are Prime episode. Yeah, it's a you are Prime special almost. Mm-hmm. Shall we do some quick feedback? Yeah, very quick. <laughs> We had a quick bit of feedback that we missed uh, from Dan B. This is actually about the Druck uh, Druck 5 episode 3, which was the infamous Kate Butch and I plain look that we were obsessed with. (laughs) (laughs) Dan says, hi guys. While watching episode 3 this week, Kate Butch looked like someone and I couldn't figure out who it was. Then I realized that she was really giving Nicola from Emmerdale dressed as Shania for Halloween. And then he said, literally, no other podcast could possibly get this reference. And I needed to share what I can't unsee. Let's see. Show you. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. But wait, in Emmerdale, was she dressed up? Or is that just no, her in Emmerdale? That's just her in Emmerdale. Oh, okay. So he's imagining what she would look like dressed up as Shania Twain in a Halloween episode of Emmerdale. Emmerdale. <laughs> Got it. Emmerdale. I feel like we don't talk about Emmerdale very much, do we? I just... It's I, never really been on my radar. No, it was always sort of bubbling under for me. Yeah. I, I feel like I would only ever know people from Emmerdale once they crossed over to do like Dancing on Ice. Yeah. DOI. We also had some live feedback when we were recording last episode. Literally, we just turned on the mics and it's like, bring, 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 bring. <laughs> who's knew. that? Who's that? It was podcast nemesis Michael. Yeah, he'd, he'd looked into his magic mirror in his lair and seen that we were recording. Picked up his rotary phone and mixing together a few Disney villains like Cruella DeVille. Yeah. Does, so in his other hand, does he have a cigarette holder Absolutely. and a cigarette? Yeah. yeah. Picked up his rotary phone and dialed us. And essentially, uh, Michael gave us a little update, which is that we'd been off the air so long with our regular episodes that we did about three different repeat uh, pieces of feedback. Yeah. Well, all I can say to that is you're welcome to the people who got mentioned twice. Yeah, exactly. And please write in with more feedback. I like that one of the pieces of feedback was me talking about my friend forgetting that she'd already submitted some feedback (laughs) and doing it twice and then me reading that out twice. So like a a, a double forgetful situation. (laughs) Two people who don't know what's going on. But yeah, if you want to get in touch with feedback, go into our Instagram, email us at... You're welcome, America Podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us. What Dan B did. Yeah, he did. Straight into the, the inbox. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And also go onto our Instagram and sign our petition for Cheryl <laughs> to release a 15-year anniversary <laughs> remix of all her hits. Mega mix. A mega mix. Yeah. We're not asking for much. No. Those two things are very easy to do. Just get the people who managed to do the perfect mega mix of the Saturdays yeah. and give them your masters and just... Oh, I love the Saturdays mega mix. The, the Saturdays so mega good. mix is so good. It makes some of the songs I don't even like that much, like, perfect. Yeah. Like, Forever is over. Like, just, yeah. Oh. Forever is over. Ooh, pitchy. <laughs> Right, let's get into the episode. Let's get into the meat. Into the meat. So, <laughs> it's we decided for it to be one topic today. It is Colleen Rooney's documentary. What was the official name of the documentary? It's called... 
Ooh. Is it the real Wagatha Colleen Christie? Colleen Rooney, colon, the real Wagatha story. The real Wagatha story. So yeah. we felt like this was something we needed to talk about because Ben had watched it and kind of said, oh, I want to talk about this. Then I watched it separately and I was like, no, no, no. We can't just spend 20 minutes skimming over, you know, Cafe Nero. Like we need to... <laughs> I mean, the fact that this this three-part premium documentary starts off with Colleen driving to Cafe Nero. I mean, that... Could saying the words Cafe Nero, and then later a really important plot point revolves around her being in Costa Coffee. It is just, <laughs> and then at one point when she's sitting with her lawyers, you see a Costa cup yeah. as well. We we I felt like we knew from that moment this was for us. So just <laughs> before we before we go into yeah. it, should we give a bit of background on Colleen? Yes, particularly for American listeners. First of all, Colleen or Colleen? Colleen. Uh, who knows? I I feel like that isn't so much a name. That's just a regional specific right that's not the difference between fraser and fraser that's yeah. like literally colleen or and also i don't colleen. feel like anyone in the documentary settled on one pronunciation no. or the other <laughs> but colleen mary rooney nay mclaughlin was born i forgot when she was mclaughlin colleen mclaughlin perfect born... name for a scouse like mclaughlin third of april 1986 is a former television personality and is married to former english footballer wayne rooney so yeah to break down even the terms of it. So obviously the term WAG was wives and girlfriends of football players in the UK. They tried to make it happen here in America and it never quite mm-hmm. picked picked up. But as Colleen McLaughlin says in the thing, or someone said it, like as soon as someone coined the term Wagatha Christie for this whole thing, it kind of cemented it in, uh, in camp kind of mm-hmm. Hun culture. But I do like that she also talks about that being like, you know, this actually was quite upsetting for me. It wasn't just well, yeah. a bad joke. You're being defined <laughs> by your relationship with a man. Yeah. Can we just, before we get into the documentary, I'm just going to look at her career section mm. on Wikipedia. Yeah. So she uh, wrote a column for Closer entitled, yep. Welcome to my world. And she left Closer in 2008 to write a fashion news column for OK Magazine. She went on to make her own series for ITV called... <laughs> uh, well, ITV2, please. ITV2 <laughs> called... Colleen's Little Women. Let's just play the opening of that right here. Colleen McLaughlin is the nation's favourite tabloid sweetheart. At just 16, she hit the headlines as Wayne Rooney's girl. Five years on, she now writes her own fashion column, has launched a perfume, and is the face of Georgia Asda. She's gone from schoolgirl to style icon. But she's still your average girl next door. Thank you. I am an ordinary girl. I haven't got the figure of them typical, you know, models on the catwalk. And people always come up to me and say, oh, you're just like one of us, you know, you're right. I don't know what they expect me to be. Now Colleen is facing her biggest challenge yet. Over the next eight weeks, she's on a mission. Nice to meet you. She wants to get real women like her to become the faces of eight major brands. Excuse me? We have got time just to stop for a minute? Okay, can oh. we just describe <laughs> to the audience what we just watched? Wow. I mean, first of all, we need to talk about what music was playing behind that. That was also Fern Cotton definitely doing the voiceover. Well, Fern... Voice of ITV2 at the time. <laughs> that was a sound-alike instrumental of Oops, I Did It Again? Yeah. 
in the in the year 2006 <laughs> what really strange lots of shots of her just like on the street being like hey yeah hey, hey, hey can you talk for a minute excuse me i like your look you want to be the face of nivia <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say dove yo no be- dove you're complete i panicked dove is, dove is <laughs> the one be the face of dove so fun to marry a woman <laughs> uh, this is actually a great idea for a show just in general it's like the anti it works at the time i felt like that was the real when there started to be that pushback on size zero and who was it that did that your your favorite documentary was it louise oh it was louise yeah, yeah. and so, yeah but but in that really problematic <laughs> documentary where louise kind of gave herself an eating disorder well yes yeah these were the wild west days of, of people trying to be sensitive yeah so yeah it's basically her trying to find real women just like herself to be the faces of different brands I, again, we talk about how we have to watch this show. Yeah. I feel like maybe we should just watch one episode. <laughs> I also, I, as far as I do remember, it did involve her running up to a lot of different women in the street and being like, hey, yeah, can you talk for a minute? Do you think when it was pitched, someone referenced Streetmate? Definitely. <laughs> Streetmate meets America's Next Top Model. Streetmate. Oh. We can't get into Streetmate. It's too. I also, it's. Here's the thing. It genuinely is quite a good idea for a show. Yeah. Kind of ahead of its time. Yeah. But the issue is Colleen's beautiful. Yeah. She is this <laughs> utterly gorgeous woman. So for her, t- and yes, yeah, she is real. She's not a sizey or whatever, but she's <laughs> yeah, pretty gorgeous. <laughs> she's a, she's a, a very specific end of the real person yeah. spectrum for sure. Uh, but yeah, that was great. A little uh what was the what was her perfume that was it was put in the voiceover that she did it she launched her own perfume remember it was that bottle that just had her signature on it colleen with like a kiss in the end oh, lovely yeah oh, what, we what, should try and get our hands on some of that <laughs> i wonder what that smells like these days so that was colleen's real woman so suffice to say she's had she's been busy she's had a career yeah she also published a four book series called colleen style queen between 08 and 10 and then there's a gap in her what was going on until 2023 yeah so I do think in general, it's interesting thinking about her because it's very, and it's a lazy comparison, but you think about Victoria Beckham. Yeah. And the thing about Victoria is she really had her own career and then started a whole new career. The thing that got me throughout all of this was, and this is absolutely no shade to Colleen, is I don't think she actually really wants a career. She's She just... She wants to raise a family. Yes, 100%. She wants Which to be a, obviously, wi- a wife and mother. Is was Yeah. Yeah, and that's hard work and that's a lot of time. But like that, it's interesting because all of this stuff fell away. Yeah. All these things. And she kind of kind of disappeared. I feel like that that element of her made, was the clearest thing to me in this whole documentary is about how she truly is an ordinary person who just happens to be famous throughout because of that situation. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I feel like she did some stuff at the time because it was being offered to her but you can just tell like the the way that the whole instagram thing even comes about in this documentary is purely because she's too famous to have a boring instagram so she has to have a private one so she can be a completely boring yeah (laughs) happy average like housewife and mother like that's all she wanted to be basically yeah. and it's just it's fascinating how this kind of came about because of that let's let's for anyone who's not fully aware let's just give a brief overview of what this documentary is about yes. and what happens essentially colleen rooney she is a wife of a footballer wayne rooney very big in the uk she's also her own person thank you very much yep. 
And she had uh, a private Instagram account with about 300 followers. Private account. Private account. She says private account so many times in this documentary. And then the Sun newspaper. Posted it to me, private account. So she was posting things on there and those kept on getting leaked to the Sun newspaper. The Sun newspaper. And she was thinking, well, there must be someone on my private account who's doing this. And she managed to work out it was a fellow wag, Rebecca Vardy. And she famously... Daddy's account. Yep, she famously tweeted a whole... She managed to work out it was her by um, putting everyone on, like, private and just <laughs> Rebecca Vardy on stories. Yep. Rebecca saw that some fake stories she posted, they ended up in this... The Sun newspaper. The Sun newspaper. And then Colleen <laughs> went public by accusing Rebecca Vardy of doing that. A court case ensued. Yes, Rebecca, Rebecca Vardy sued Colleen uh, for libel. Yeah. And then Colleen won. Yeah. <laughs> now, Oof. I will tell you, I when this all came about, I saw the initial thing at the beginning. I saw that they had to end up going to the going to like the high court for libel. I kind of never. I kind of dropped off the details mm. of this, so I actually didn't know the results. So Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I was, and it was so. I assumed watching this documentary that she didn't win the court yes. case because otherwise, I'm like, why are you doing this yes. documentary? That's literally what I thought too. It felt really fun to watch something not knowing the ending of it when it's like a pop culture thing. I yeah. felt really excited that I didn't kind of know. So yeah, that's essentially what happened. But it's so much more kind of nuanced, nuanced and wonderful. And also, I feel quite bad for her. I felt genuinely bad for her yeah. in the way that, like I was saying, that stuff she's saying about her, like, yeah, it's all very funny. People think this is a joke, but actually I'm just trying to like defend my reputation. And she, there's some major things to note. She, I didn't even realize that they moved to America at one point. Then Washington DC plays a strangely huge part in this whole thing. Yeah. So they go over there. <laughs> Colleen doesn't know him over there, mm. so she's quite isolated. She gets depressed. So then she gets more paranoid when things... And she's using her private Instagram... Private Instagram account. private Instagram account. To keep in touch with her friends and yeah. family. And so she gets even more paranoid when those stories get leaked, those photos get leaked. So that's a huge thing that's going on. Now, I did ask you to definitely screen grab. There's some... For some reason, there was a, a shot... of picture of her face photoshopped onto the uh, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that so- was that was for her leaving party, wasn't it? Her surprise leaving party. But I love that she went to Washington, D.C. It's like they didn't put her face on like the, the Lincoln Memorial yeah. or at the top of the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine her face on <laughs> Lincoln sitting in his chair, Colleen's face on it. We should, we should do that. Or like a Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I'd like that as well. <laughs> so that really stuck out to me. I think one thing is an overall note. Podcast Nemesis Michael made a good point in that in many ways, the whole situation is so low stakes. Yeah. But it's also quite serious. Yeah. And you believe her and you root for her, but it's also very petty. Yes. So it's like a really sweet spot of, yes. a, of a crime in but quotation the reason, marks. The reason she is not just in the right because she was right about it is that, and she says it very clearly in this, obviously there's going to be like fallout from her posting that thing about discovering who it was. But in her mind, she was like, I've done the investigation. I've discovered who it is. She's now been exposed the case is closed. Yeah. But then because she sued her, because Rebecca, Rebecca sued, sued her, for, that's when it became like legally petty. Yeah. And we were having to like hear like those transcripts, those trans, those, Ben, I know we're, I know we're speaking out of sequence here, but when they finally unredacted those messages between Rebecca Vardy and her but, agent, yeah, my stomach was in like <laughs> knots. You know, that idea of someone finding your phone and reading every intimate, like, 
I'm not saying all I ever do is send mean messages about people because that's not true, but just, you know, just, oof. So much WhatsApp. So much talk of WhatsApp. It really does confirm the the fact that WhatsApp is just dominant in the UK. Yeah, and Europe, definitely. It's just, it's, people in this country do not understand WhatsApp. Yeah. I have to deal with it a lot for work and people don't get it. The noises of it constantly on the screen as well. well. I was going to say, how good were the reenactments of the messages on WhatsApp were really, really good. Mm -hmm. So they were like, every time she talked about Rebecca sending her a message, you heard the WhatsApp ping noise. And like, be like, hey, hon, hope you're doing okay. (laughs) Thinking of you. What a wonderfully devious character she was. So I went on... Rebecca Vardy's account. I went on her Instagram to be like, what, like, with all this documentary Mm. and everything going on, what, how can, and I was talking about this with podcast nemesis Michael, how can one support Rebecca Vardy? Right. Like, what, uh, there's no redeeming thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you look at her, her, lots of her posts, recent posts, Mm. she has been posting since this documentary came out, a lot of the public are like, oh, keep your head up high, love. And all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, but how how could you back her? <laughs> and then I looked into it more. And I think a lot of people, it's weird because it's something that we talk about and aware of, but we are not, and this is a real stereotype, but we're not a specific woman in the UK yeah. who gets so absorbed in this right. and follows it. And we'll be, we'll be met. We wouldn't be messing each other. Like lots of people would be like, Oh my God, that Colleen McLaughlin. She's, she's so like Colleen Rooney. She's so up herself. Right, right. She's so smug. I hate her. I just hate her face. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people in the UK are like that. Yeah. There's a weird, well, I was about to say a word. I think we need to just take a moment to have a PSA and do have a conversation with the people of the UK about a certain word that's used in this documentary. Han? No. <laughs> it's a technical term that it's definitely it's something that's come about uh, more recent years of people sending nasty messages to people on the internet. Uh-huh. So to troll someone... Oh, here we go. To troll someone, it comes from... out? T-R-O-L-L. The term troll, like the an ogre, you're a trolling someone. Internet trolls. Yeah. So to make that word longer, you would say trolling. Trolling. Not in this documentary. This documentary is filled with trolling. Trolling. It's not trolling, it's trolling. Trolling. You don't change the beginning, you don't change the first part of the word, the how you pronounce it, just because it's an I-N-G. You, you still say it. I don't agree with the people who are trolling, trolling Rebecca Vardy. Rebecca Vardy's account. Rebecca Vardy's account. So yeah, just from this point onwards, people in the UK, it is trolling and I don't want to hear trolling from anyone. I was getting so confused because I was like, trolling, trolling. like a net? T-R-A-W-L-I-N-G. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? <laughs> and then I I, uh, I messaged Crystal about it and he's like, yeah, I've always found that very confusing as well. <laughs> yeah, it's tro- trolling. Yeah, it's like trolley. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. I don't with know the trolling. With the trolling. Rebecca Vardy's account. Now, I loved... Okay, two other things to note about this. Many things to note, but two other things. When Colleen was being a right wagatha, when she was doing her investigative work on her private Instagram account, <laughs> she told no one about it. Yes. She was just there tap, tap, tapping away, doing close friend stories just to Rebecca Vardy, taking screenshots that Rebecca Vardy had seen them. In Cafe Nero. Yeah, in Cafe Nero, doing all these things. And then when she just went, once her evidence was conclusive to her or inconclusive, whatever, confirmed, she went to Acosta Coffee (laughs) and she tap, tap, tapped away and she tweeted out her thing saying that it was Rebecca Vardy's account. Should I read it in full? Sure. Okay, I'm going to try and do the whole thing in her accent, which I don't think is going to work very well. 
For a few years now, someone who I trusted to follow my personal Instagram account has consistently been informing the Sun newspaper of my private posts and stories. Oh my God, I'm turning into that Y-bird from Playground. <laughs> I'm just going to do it in my own accent. There has been so much information given to them about me, my friends and my family, all without my permission or knowledge. After a long time of trying to figure out who it could be, for various reasons, I had a suspicion. To try and prove this, I came up with an idea. I blocked everyone from viewing my Instagram stories except one account. <laughs> Those on my private account must have been wondering why I haven't had stories on there for a while. Over the past five months... I have posted a series of false stories to see if they made their way into the Sun newspaper. And you know what? They did. The story about gender selection in Mexico, story about returning to TV, and then the latest story about the basement flooding in my new house. It's been tough to keep it to myself and not make any comment at all, especially when the stories have been leaked. However, I had to. Now I know for certain which account slash individual it's come from. I have saved and screenshotted, not a word, all the original stories which clearly show just one person has viewed them. It's... Rebecca Vardy's account. Now, part of her investigative Ooh. work, and I, I vaguely knew this, but it reminded me, was she thought, now, it, it keeps on, all these stories are linked to the Sun newspaper. Mm. So it must be people who've got some sort of endorsement or whatever at the Sun. And then she yes. realized that, well, first of all, that wouldn't be someone from Liverpool because... Yes, I didn't know this. This was fascinating yeah. and horrible mm. but liverpool hates the sun newspaper because in 1989 there was the hillsborough disaster which was i believe firing up the football stadium yeah, yeah and the way the sun covered it was they said that fans pickpocketed vit- uh, victims fans urinated on the brave cops fans beat up uh, a cop giving the kiss of life they released all these fake things mm. about that horrible thing happening and then since then the sun's quite often not stocked in places. Yeah, when they showed those pictures of like news agents with those things that says like, the, you can't buy the sun, the yeah. sun doesn't get sold here. That and was, some like, people don't even say the sun by name. Yeah. They just refer to it as that newspaper, wow. which was amazing. Yeah. So that was fascinating. So that led her to believe that, oh, it couldn't be someone from Liverpool. Yeah. And then she realized that it have to be someone with a connection to the sun. And she saw repeatedly that Rebecca Vardy was getting all this coverage in mm. the sun. And Colleen's publicist was saying, well, the coverage that Rebecca was getting meant that there must be some sort of deal in place because it was so positive. I loved that. So that's Rachel Monk, her, her uh, PR person who's being interviewed on like a brown leather sofa somewhere. She's fantastic. She's giving shades of Nicola from... Um, yes. <laughs> from Totally Scott Lee. <laughs> Just kind of like very powerful woman in the uk working in the media like oh whatever fuck off yeah. and they, they're just really good shots of her it's basically her looking through those articles all these articles that rebecca vardy was doing with the sun and she's like she's like there's nothing even there's nothing here like she's not promoting anything all they're doing is just talking about how amazing she is she's like this is this is for nothing yeah i was like oh that's really good so the so the whole reason it seems that rebecca vardy did all this was to get in a good relationship with the sun so she could get favorable coverage yeah my favorite part of colleen's investigation was the amount of times that she made the mistake of not hiding everyone from the story (laughs) (laughs) i love that there was like three separate times that she did it and then she was like fuck 
Oh yeah, I just I just accepted friend request from one of Wayne's friends, yeah, Eric, and he was there, exactly. so I had to do it again with someone else. It was like a couple of times because you have you have to go through it manually, yeah. like deselect everyone. And I love that a couple of people slip through the net. The idea of her like I feel like she put glasses on in Costa on that third time, and she's like, right, I've really got to concentrate. What do you think she orders in Costa? I think a cappuccino, skinny I th- cappuccino. I think a latte. I think she likes a milky, milky latte. Oh, see, I think I think skinny cappuccino is, okay. is uh, Colleen's order. Wait, I, I, think, uh, I think I've got uh, this skinny like, cappuccino. I hope I've got the right bit queued up. Let's listen. I just done the school run and I drove to have my eyelashes under my friend's garage. <laughs> <laughs> So that's one of her friends. Oh my god! I just th- that reference getting her eyelashes done, done in her friend's, friend's garage. <laughs> so that's a section of the documentary in episode two where everyone's talking about where they were yeah. when they saw the post. I love her friends. Her friends look like a bunch of fucking no nonsense scouse yeah. women who will she, fuck you up. They all seem like just nice, genuine people. Yeah. <laughs> They also clearly love a drink. Yes. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they privately have, like, their, their gals outings and stuff, you know the Colleen lets loose. Oh, yeah. That that when they went to, was it Soho, so far, Soho, Soho Farmhouse? Farmhouse. <laughs> Riding around on a bike with a bottle of rosé. Yeah. I loved, I loved that. I feel like that was one of my, I think I already kind of said this, but I'll say it again. My biggest takeaway was just, yeah, how kind of normal she is and how her whole thing and all the thing that rubs people up the wrong way about her is that, People think she's acting very like, oh, I'm so humble and normal. I'm just like a normal girl, just like you. But like seeing her at home, seeing her like doing her stuff, she is a normal person. Yeah. Just has lots she of money. She has lots of money. Famous. Yeah. And like even even cer- certain parts of like the north of England, I think where there's that very glamorous, like where there's money and kind of glamour and it's not even necessarily fame, like, like you know, Cheshire, like those kind of places. People are just like her anyway. Like she's actually normal. Yeah. Even you know, compared to some of the people who are kind of well off in those areas, like mm-hmm. she drives like a Range Rover and she's like driving around these gorgeous little like towns near Liverpool. It's like, yeah, I think she just is a normal person. My- Michael had a real issue with the fact that when she moved to Washington, that she drove a Honda. <laughs> he was like, she's really rich. Why was she driving a Honda? <laughs> Washington was such an unexpected locale for that. Just strange place to move as a, as a Brit. It's I so mean... kind of... To not work in politics and to move to DC is so bizarre. Yeah. I just feel like it's like, what What else is, like, I don't know, just the idea of Colleen driving past, like, the, <laughs> the Washington Monument, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Thoughts on Wayne? Well, this, it was interesting because this kind of whole thing starts with the relationship between Wayne and, Wayne and Colleen, and he has got into trouble publicly so many times. Mm-hmm. And the big kind of trouble of this documentary was him being caught in a car really, really drunk driving, drunk driving a, a, like a random stranger's car. Beetle. A beetle, yes. His moments in this documentary were very f- used very thoughtfully and very carefully. He wasn't in it very much. When he was in it, he was very like just positive about Colleen. I would say just from a, you know, I don't want to talk about people's looks, but I do think Wayne's always been a slightly unusual looking fellow. I feel like he's grown into the best version of himself these days. It's kind, kind of sexy. Of, yeah, he kind of makes sense as an older man with like a beard, like a dad. Like yeah. A kind of, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, oh, Wayne really looks great. I just love that he had no idea that she was doing this. Yeah, it's fascinating. Because also, would you would you not think that she why didn't she just go straight to rebecca and say i've got all this evidence yeah. against you, all these things stop and i'm i'm defriend i'm defriending you yeah i know and stop like why did she, she did because she did unfriend her didn't she remember oh yeah and then she like 
when she tried to like worm her way back in. Oh, that's been the kids yeah. playing on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> that's when she was like, okay, well now I think something's up. Yeah. I think, I think it, she kind of explained it, didn't she? About it was that the move to Washington and her and Wayne were like just getting back together. I think she didn't tell him or Rebecca because she was like, I want to like, I think she wanted to do it publicly to, to embarrass her. Yeah. So I think that's why she, and but, but also bearing in mind, she didn't think about, she didn't think about Wayne's career. Or no. In fact, doesn't Wayne play with yeah. Rebecca Vardy's husband? <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. Jamie Vardy. So like, that's also a, a thing. Jamie, Wayne, Colleen and Rebecca. <laughs> and what's Colleen's mum? Colette. Colleen. Oh my God. We needed, I loved Colette. Oh. Oh, don't mess with Colette. Don't fuck with Colette. She Ooh. was tough as nails, but also like seemed still just, ah, oh, she was great. Also, it was amazing all that early footage they had of Colleen growing up. And like yeah. she's like boxing with her dad and stuff like that. I loved that. <laughs> Terrifying. But also Wayne saying, oh yeah, Colleen, like her family were quite posh. something that was interesting at the beginning was their very quick rise to fame because he started playing for england when he was like 17 or something crazy like that 16 16. i think it was and how weird and disgusting it was that they were like especially because pierce fucking morgan Morgan was in it and and there was that like all that hype around trying to get photos of colleen after he signed for england being like oh my god they're like you know childhood sweethearts like they're they're not childhood sweethearts they are children yeah and those like pictures of her in her school uniform. It's so disgusting. She's, like, she's a child walking to school. Right. She had some great early 2000s looks. Like when they, it's like her going to the press conference to talk about moving to a different club. Oh, yeah. They were just... just always just did like a jean and like a yeah. nice top with like a, a lace detail at the top of it. Yeah, it's, there's, yeah, there's one where it is like a press conference. Everyone's in suits and there she is in like some jeans. Jeans and a heel. Jeans and a heel and a top. <laughs> she had real early 2000s i call it badger badger stripe hair yeah. as well just some chunky chunky highlights some which i love liz mclaughlin hair <laughs> oh mclaughlin no, mclaughlin Mc- mclaughlin M- liz oh. mclaughlin and colleen mclaughlin colleen mclaughlin colleen mclaughlin <laughs> <laughs> uh, colleen mclaughlin so during the i thought the way it was like by the final episode where they're talking about the trial what i thought was really because i didn't know how it turned out for me one of the most satisfying moments was when she got cross-examined and they were like basically saying, how can you call, an, <laughs> how can you call an, an account private when there's 300 followers and how that, <laughs> how that they, when they cross-examined her, they went through almost every single follower that was a business and where they were like, how do you justify this being a personal relationship? Yeah. How do you know that someone at this business right. didn't see your private thing and leak it to the sun? And it was fantastic <laughs> what she did. She basically had a close personal relationship with every person that owned a business that she followed. Yeah. She's like, that's my brother's gym. That's my friend Sarah. She runs a clothes shop. And crack it. That, that's my friend. And I was just like, you fucking go, Colleen. Also, it's so sweet because you just know that she frequents all of those yes. businesses. Yeah. And she's like, well, I've got all this money, mate. Well, like pay people or no. Yeah, completely. And because you know, she has her other account where she must do like promo stuff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know that she's the kind of person, especially now after watching this year, she genuinely... Is just using that for like, that's her real life one where like, that's what a real woman, like a Colleen's real woman, like her who lives in Liverpool would do for yeah. her friends and like businesses and stuff. It's just, it's fascinating. I love at the beginning, like she points out the gym that she goes to and it is like, like a, like a, a tiny building with like a sign up above it. And then the <laughs> fact that one of her friends is going to get her lashes done in someone's garage is so wonderfully low skill yeah. shopping. Love it. 
let's talk about the house which that, house <laughs> that her, <laughs> a current a current the, abode the one where the uh the basement flooded false <laughs> that was a story that a fake story she put on to to get i loved the uh the press article about their house the mean one that said it looked like they were building a morrison's yeah <laughs> such a specific reference it's such a like that house is exactly the house you'd expect them to build it's like big fancy a bit bland yeah like it's not actually distasteful no. and gross in an outlandish way. It's just big and kind of bland. Yes, yeah. I love the fact that they'd clearly bought this big plot of land, built like dug out a lake to create a moat because you know, yeah. they drive. Once you go into the Jurassic Park gates, <laughs> you go over a bridge over water. <laughs> love that. I I was perplexed by the fact that the front door, the front entrance, has grand steps going up to it. I was like. How's she getting up there with a pram? <laughs> and then we're like, oh no, she's probably got a back entrance or yeah, side entrance. She's got the, yeah, with, that's where the cars actually park around yeah, the right. side. So you do, okay, so the front bit with the fountain or whatever and the gravel driveway. Okay. I was also really obsessed with her home life when it comes to her organization because oh. that wasn't because there was a documentary being filmed about her at all. And again, it's that exact thing of right now, there's very much that culture of like women of her age who maybe are like influencers, like what she called like Mrs. Hinch or like Stacey Solomon does it. There's those accounts that are like, they show off like, this is how I stay organized as like a mom. Yeah. She's so the fucking perfect sweet spot to be that kind of person. That's like, she has all her kids bags laid out. They're like yeah. labeled with names on them. She goes and places them in the right spot in the hallway, like every morning. And she had, when she said she was going away, when she was going to court and she had all that stuff on like a rack for her mom. For her mom. And I just was like, oh, I was like, oh no, no, no. This is happening every single day, whether there's a camera crew there or not. She yeah. is that kind of, I bet she has labels of, I bet she decants. In fact, I saw at one point she had a cereal decanter with cocoa puffs in it that she was giving to one of her kids. And I, I couldn't see the front of it, but I bet it said cereal it's on the front with a label. Yeah, she's such a label, label person as well. She's just, yeah, just a real ordinary mom. And I mean that in the greatest way possible that it's so strange that she's become a famous person when she's actually, she's actively resist, resisted it and is still resisting it. And is just like, yeah. just happens to be she, rich and famous. When she was like 16, 17, 18, did all the fun, like yeah. fitness DVDs and stuff. <laughs> and then was like, actually, no. Yeah. She's like, this is not me. Not doing it. <laughs> so who on earth would the U S equivalent of Colleen be? Hmm. And, or, or this, this whole the Wagatha Christie saga. Mm. Like, what is the US equivalent? I mean, I have like a Bravo equivalent, but it doesn't Sc quite... A Bravo scandal. Yeah, there was like a legal... There's like a libel case that happened from someone saying something mean about another... One housewife saying something mean about another housewife and they, it genuinely went to court. But there wasn't so much of the kind of investigation angle. Um, and it was pretty, pretty gross and dark what was said. But so Brandy Glanville from the real ex-Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was on uh, Watch What Happens Live and Andy Cohen mentioned that one of the Real Housewives at the time of Miami, she's called Joanna Krupa, said was, had like tweeted something negative about Brandy because she knew her or something. And Brandy basically went on to, <laughs> I feel like I don't feel like I should say it because it's kind of so disgusting, okay. but. Just, you can just allude to it. She basically alluded to the fact that she knew someone in someone who someone a man who was involved in the Beverly Hills show had slept with Joanna Cooper and was unflattering about the scent of her nether regions. Oh, okay. But she said something very explicit. And Joanna Cooper took her to court for 
libel. And what happened? I can't, again, I can't yeah. quite remember the results, but I don't, I feel like just in terms of it being a court case about someone saying something mean about someone, that pettiness, yeah. that feels like it's kind of in the realm, but it's not as, that was big in the Bravo community. It wasn't like, because I feel like, because it's Wayne and Colleen, it brought in like everyone. It brought yeah. in straight people who like football and other people who like Colleen's real women. And she said that when um, someone termed Wagatha, that just elevated the whole story yes. as well yes this is dark but is it a little bit oj <laughs> <laughs> no that was a murder trial it was definitely a circus like this one but we, we what need ab- something okay. what about a leaking of like pamela anderson's sex take <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like that? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I, I, I'll just say, American listeners, please yeah. get in touch. Or, or any listeners around the world, please get in touch. What do you think the US equivalent of the Wagatha Christie saga is? Yeah, we need high profile, low stakes, kind of a joke. No one's actually going to prison. Everyone remembers. Everyone remembers. Everyone was aware of it. Yeah, that's what we That's what we need. Yeah, please get in touch. <laughs> We'd love your thoughts. Right, thank you for listening yeah. as, well, not as ever, but you've got a few more episodes of Drag Race UK. They come out every week. Yep. Listen along with us and you'll get another episode of You Are Prime at some point. Who knows when? Uh, other than that, get in touch on Instagram. Give us a shout on email. Please sign our change.org Cheryl Cole petition. <laughs> and other than that, thanks for listening. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, post it on my private account. My private account. There's some newspapers. You are Oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota. Sponsors, T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.